fabulous. Good evening. Today is August 24th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is A Vision for You, and our speaker tonight is the lovely Leslie Kay. Okay, Leslie, take it away. Oh, God. Okay, thank you so much, Sally, for, for um, your commitment to this meeting. I, I really appreciate all the people that are doing service tonight and that someone volunteered be timer so I didn't have to try to multitask. Um, I, uh, I, I've been doing um, work avoidance. And by that, I mean, I was gonna re sit down and read the chapter and get grounded in a vision for you and, you know, and be thoroughly ready for tonight. And instead I cleaned the drawers in my office. So I'm like winging it, you know, but while I was cleaning my drawers, I found this coin and it's so beat up and old, I can barely read it, but it's one of my original, uh, well, I don't know if it's original, but I've had it a long time uh, in Overeaters Anonymous. And it says, there are no strangers here, only friends we haven't met. And that's how I feel about those of you that I haven't spoken to um, on the phone. And boy, there are so many people uh, on this meeting tonight that I have spoken to. It's just so beautiful to see familiar faces. And I actually asked Karen to come from Australia because I wanted the extra support. So thank you, Karen, for being here. Um, so there are a couple of things in a vision for you that I would like to share, but I don't, I'm, as you know, I say this all the time, I'm such a Luddite around um, the computer. I don't know how to upload my, my pictures, but trust me, um, I suffered more than you would know by looking at my pictures. I suffered more than you could possibly know by looking at my pictures. And that is really, I say that to people who haven't had a lot to lose, but suffered every day. I've gained and lost roughly 60 pounds at a time over and over and over in the last 40 years of coming to this group. So not this group, but Overeaters Anonymous. I, I came here in 1980. And I went to a women's group in West Los Angeles, and it was in a home. I mean, a person's home, not a retirement home, but just a person's home. And, uh, and there were about 12 to 15 of us that met once a week. And um, it's, it's profound for me because I actually got clean and sober because of that meeting. I got, I stayed in, uh, overused anonymous all these years, but I have not been able to maintain abstinence. Um, I've had 10 years of abstinence, uh, uh, two years of how abstinence, 60, 30, 90. You know, I wanted to say that for anyone who's new, and I hope there's new people here tonight, 30, 60, 90, six months, nine months in a year are scientifically proven to be directly impacted by the phenomenon of craving, which ta is talked about in our book. So if you have, if you're coming up on any of those times um, and you're anything like me, what usually took me out is assuming that it was gonna be different this time. 
I could have just one of something. And what happened to me when I got to uh, CYOC last June, which would be a year and almost two, almost two months. I it was the twenty seventh or twenty sixth of June, and um, <clears throat> when I got here this time, actually I went to the website and I I was just on my knees. Oh, by the way, I was on my belly praying. Francesca will be happy to know before this meeting started um, when I went off camera for a minute because I just needed to get grounded and I. I'm so familiar with that activity now <laughs> that I'm on my belly. It's hard because I got really bad knees. It is a bummer to get up, but I do it because I know that it will free me from the obsession. And whatever the obsession is, I mean, I can get down on my belly and pray for my obsession to be lifted about my partner, you know, any, my children, anything. It's it, all bets are off for me. Because my disease of compulsive overeating is in every fiber of my being. I threw up when I was nine. I threw up when I was 10, 11, 12. Until I went to boarding school, I threw up. Every Saturday night, I would binge until I threw up. I never stuck my fingers down my throat because I didn't know how. Or believe me, I would have. I just didn't understand it. You know, I was too little. I didn't know. But the hostess Twinkie man would come. We lived in a remote rural part of, of uh, Michigan. And, uh, and he would come in the winter, you know, come, and my mother would give him hot toddies. It was like a whole ritual. And I would, I, when she wasn't in the room, I'd say, you know, we need two more of that. He goes, no problem. And I would take him up to my room. In, in the, in the, um, in the Cuban Missile Crisis, I took a five pound bag of sugar up to my room and hid it in my closet because my, I heard my parents talking at the dinner table that uh, we were um, gonna be without sugar because Cuba provided all our sugar. I mean, you know, it's like, I was like, I was 10. It, I, I don't know, I don't know, I'm 72, what is that? I don't know when the missile, it was like, I think I'm 10. At that point. So um, I really, uh, I was, I was on my knees, not on my belly, June, a year ago. And uh, I had given up on my, on my belly. I had given up. I couldn't, I couldn't see my way to abstinence. Um, I had tried so many times and I had succeeded. That's the bummer. I succeeded. And then I fell for that ridiculous thing that told me that it would be different this time. And I got to see YOC and actually the speaker, uh, uh, the, the, the speak, one of the speakers this week, I, I'm trying to keep everybody's anonymity, but one of the speakers this week um, gave me the, the, uh, the, uh, um, Oh, come on. Um, neutrality. Neutrality. I had never had neutrality. When I was in an OA meeting in person, I'd drive to that meeting a half an hour and I would be sitting there. And if someone mentioned a bench food, I got up and left because they triggered me every freaking time. I had no neutrality. 
So if you want to talk about neutrality, write down my number because I love neutrality. And I pray every day that I maintain the neutrality that I feel because it is like a miracle. Um, so the, the vision for you is such an eloquent uh, chapter. It's it, at, the, at the end, especially. Um, the last page just sends me. And in meetings that I used to go to years and years ago, we always ended with that last, uh, the last vision for you. Um, someone would read it. So uh, you've heard it a lot because that's what most people talk about. I tried to pick out a couple of things that maybe we can talk about. And, you know, just understand this chapter a little better. For most normal folks, compulsive overeating means conviviality, companionship, and colorful imagination. That wasn't me. I didn't let you know I was eating. I was a secret eater. My partner didn't know I was bulimic until I got abstinent a year and one month ago. You know, I, I hadn't thrown up for, I haven't thrown up for four years, but my partner didn't know. We've been together 20 years. For 16 years, she did not know that I was bulimic because I hid it from everybody because I was a secret eater. It wouldn't make any sense. What are you throwing up your, uh, your, the orange you had for breakfast? No, it made no sense to anybody because they never saw me go through those fast food lines. Never. And I went, you know, I did the typical thing where you don't buy your alcohol at the same store. I did that with food. I, I went to different places so nobody could, you know, I would drive miles so nobody knew. Um, my greatest shame around my bulimia is pulling over on the side of the freeway and throwing up. That's my greatest shame. And the other one was throwing up in a German bathroom at uh, 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 in a stall at the um, airport. I, I thought for sure I was gonna die of some disease, you know, that thousands and thousands of people go through every day. So yeah, that's, that's uh, there is that, um, but that's enough about that. I have a friend who says, so enough about me, how do I look? So I always think about that when I say, so enough about that. <laughs> anyway, um, it means release from care, boredom and worry. And then you know what they say in the, uh, a little bit later on in the chapter, they talk about, um, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, Compulsive Overeaters Anonymous releases us from those very same things from care, boredom, and worry. And that is true for me. I, I, I don't think that I could do this without you guys. I love the literature. I am passionate about it. I love getting down on my belly and praying for the obsession to be removed. I'm passionate about using the tools. I love sponsorship. I love, I've never been without a sponsor. I love sponsorship, but without you guys in these rooms and listening to you in real time and then sharing with you in calls, I just don't think I could do this. You know, you matter to me. I, I, I missed a call from Meredith last week and I'm still sick about it. You know, I, I, I don't, I worry, I worry. It's like, 
when I, and, and they say I won't worry anymore, <laughs> care, boredom, and worry, but I worry about you guys because I love you, and it, and it matters how you're doing. You know, there are so many of you that matter to me, and I, I, I'm, there's one person here tonight who gets down on her belly and prays because we realized one time when we did it together that it works. It works for both of us. And she's much younger, so she got up quickly. I got up slowly. Oh, well. Um, so, yes, I'm willing. But am I to be consigned to a life where I shall be stupid, boring, and glum? Like some righteous people I see? I know I must get along without liquor or compulsive, all my compulsive foods. But how can I? Have you a sufficient substitute? Well, for me, this book. The, these 12 steps, these 12 traditions, these meetings, these beautiful faces inside these little squares, you know, and not just these faces, but the story that goes with each of you that I have spoken to. That is the glory of this program for me. Um, yes, there is a substitute, and it is vastly more than that. It is a fellowship of compulsive overeaters. There you will find release from care, boredom, and worry. <laughs> Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. I believe that. As much as I have struggled to be abstinent, by not leaving these rooms, the most glorious years of my life I can honestly tell you are in these years that I have been in 12-step programs. I'm a double, well, I'm more than a double. I, they call us double winners because we work more than one program, but I've worked, I've worked almost, I can't think, honestly, there, I don't know of a program I haven't worked. I swear to God, I've been to meetings in all of the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, except for the ones that are the last 20 years. Um, there you will find release. Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years for, of your existence lie ahead. Thus we find the fellowship and so will you. Um, boy, when I'm in isolation and you know my favorite place to eat is in front of the TV, is at the movie theater. I love it because it's dark and I love it because I can control the environment and I love it because I can't see anybody watching me. And so I have to be very mindful in those places. Um, I am mindful in front of the TV. When the kitchen closes at night, it's closed. I am very conscientious about the tools that you have shared with me because I know that I am one compulsive bite away from another horrendous experience in, uh, in my uh, compulsion to overeat. And it spills. You know what? I've always thought that my compulsive overeating only affected me. I swear to you, I never believed that it affected you. And I have recognized in this last year that um, my compulsive overeating, not only because 
I'm secretive, so I'm always escaping. I'm always getting in my car. I got to run an errand. You know, well, what's that about? Nobody knows. It's just I'm running an errand and nobody asks. So um, I really didn't believe that it impacted you. But now I see that I've become bitter. I become judgmental of me. And when I'm judgmental of me, you're not safe because I'm going to take, I'm going to take whatever I can and turn it into something that will benefit me. Either I will steal your time or I will steal your energy because I become very dependent. When I'm in the food, I am like a baby. I can't take care of myself. I'm, I'm like, I'm foggy. If you ask me to do my taxes, well, I can't do my taxes anyway. But if, I, if my partner says, do you want to come downstairs and do your taxes with me? I go, mm, can we put it off? I'd like to do it tomorrow. And then I try really hard to get abstinent because I know I need the clarity. But it doesn't work that way for me anymore. Now I'm just numb. You know, I'm numb until I have time in the bank. You know, I've got to get some time before I can get that clarity. So if you're new, if you're, if you're under 30 days, give yourself some time. Just give yourself some time. And remember that 30, 60, 90, six months, nine months in a year are really important timeframes to remember that the phenomenon of craving is going to rise up. And if I can remember that these significant moments are going to impact me and possibly the, I do believe the uh, disease is doing push-ups in the parking lot. I do believe that saying. So uh, that's, you know, that's just my, my hope for the newcomer tonight, that you'll give this thing a real chance. Um, among them, you will make lifelong fellow, lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties for you will escape disaster together and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. So I rarely ask you questions about your abstinence, your food, what step you're working. Um, you know, I don't, I, I wanna know, I wanna, I wanna process with you. And I wanna, I mean, process in a recovery way and using those things once we recognize what it is today that's eating my lunch what is it that's eating my lunch if i can figure that out through reaching out to you and then you helping me get clarity then the steps and all of the stuff that i do on a regular basis with you guys comes into play but if I go, so how's your abstinence today? How much time do you have? You know, and I get that clipped feeling that sometimes I hear in uh, my own voice when I'm busy, I wanna slow it down and remember that the person on the other end of the phone is a suffering compulsive overeater. And we all have things to bring to each other. And if I have nothing that you want, you will find that, that what you need in the next phone call that you make. That's been my experience. It's really cool.
Nadia just went off. One minute left. I knew it. I knew it. Thank you, Nadia. So um, I don't know if he, uh, Yvonne is here tonight, but I, I, I'm very grateful uh, for her working with me on how to become a proper timer. Um, that really helped me out. Um, Amy, I am grateful to you for walking me through so many of the wonderful gifts of this program. When I was new, I didn't know how to access the recordings. I just couldn't figure it out. And I was on my way to Spain and I had my lunch pail in business class, not willing to eat their food because I wanted to stay abstinent. And that's how I treated that three week trip to Spain and Portugal. I did whatever it took. I went to any lengths and I listened to those recordings because I couldn't uh, get on the phone when it was five o'clock at night was mid middle of the night there. So go to any lengths. That's I think my message to myself tonight. I've been willing to go to any lengths over and over and over. The only thing that's different this time is CYOC for me. All my tools are the same except for neutrality. I still carry around my coins. You know, it's just a beautiful way to live. And I just encourage you to share tonight if you're new. I really encourage mm -hmm. you to put your hand up and let us know you and love you and put your, your phone number right by your picture. That's, I love that instead of having to go to the chat. Because remember, some of us are old and we don't know how to navigate this stuff. But if your name and number are right there, I will call you, I promise you. If you're new tonight and you put your name out there and your number, I will call you. So don't be afraid of that. You can always not answer. Okay. Thank you so much, very much for letting me share. This is really a gift. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. You're so adorable. Thank you for your passionate, passionate share. I love what you said about all the programs you're in. Someone said to me once, ah, you're either in a 12-step program or on your way to one. And I, I love that because uh, who doesn't have something that this program can help us with, right? So we're going to transition to our sharing. Um, we'll open the meeting for questions or three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter step being studied this week. We asked you to accept their this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your hand, your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine. If you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order, I will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it is your turn. Um, would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the, for the answer. Okay, so we have a nice amount of hands up. I see our first person is Bessie. Go ahead and Bessie. Hi, um, thank you for calling on me. Um, and uh, thank you so much for your beautiful share, Leslie. Um, I, I think, um, Oh, the, when you described, um, you know, just that, um, just like the difference between that clipped, you know, way when we talk to one another versus like that, like 
uh, taking a moment to consider, you know, that we're, we're all sick and, um, oh, that just, that just really touched me because, um, you know, um, I've been on the other end, you know, what it is like to talk to you and be welcomed by you. Um, I guess I'm kind of cross talking, but I, I just wanted to say that that's, that's, um, that's such a beautiful thing and what a difference that can make in, um, in our recovery, you know, when someone reaches out their hand with, um, just that genuine warmth and, um, and I, I, I'm just feeling really inspired, um, by that description because, you know, I, um, I, I believe that, um, you know, I, I think I'm getting this nudge, you know, to, um, to, to grow up, you know, in program and to start thinking of others, um, because sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm chronically like, oh, this is going on with me. This is going on with me. And, um, just being other focused, um, and just like, that's, that's just such a huge part of the instructions, you know, in the, um, in the big book is, you know, it's just, it, it's just mentioned so many times over and over, you know, how we are to, um, think of others and become other centered, um, and, um, and we're to help each other in these rooms and programs. So, I heard, I heard so much I could relate to, um, you know, that part I was, um, you know, like this idea that some of us, like, if you looked at pictures of me, you wouldn't see much, but I saw this picture that came up on my husband's role. He was one of those electronic things. And it's me holding like four cookies in my hand in each hand and with, you know, cheeks full. And, um, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's a good picture. Cause it really captures it. But, um, but there's just no, no question that, um, you know, no matter how we come to this program, it's, um, it's, it's just pain, you know, um, and so grateful for the solution, but I'll pass. Thank you so much for your beautiful share, Leslie. Thank you, Bessie, for sharing. Okay, next we have Francesca. Go ahead, Francesca. Thank you, Sally. Hi, Francesca. Grateful, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Thank you, Leslie. That was amazing. Um, I've never heard someone talk about the 30, 60, 90, six months. And um, every time I've picked up the food again after a period of abstinence, it's been 30, 60, 90, or six months. Um, and so, yeah, that was um, really helpful. And the way, like, like, I feel like you are a vision for you, like your whole aura. And so when you talk about neutrality, I believe it. Because it, that too, like considering some, it doesn't like, not, it's not like a brag or like what, I don't know. It just is just beautiful. Um, you're just, I, I remember when I, I first came to this meeting, you chatted me and said, well, you put your number up, I'll call you. And then you did. Um, so I'm just so grateful for you. And um, that share was just so beautiful. Um, and I having um, a voice like you in this fellowship that understands that like not everyone um some like are, are cookie cutter and you just really helped me um accept myself um and focus on the positive um and see what is changing and having trust in the process and um and you know the speaker on monday said that oa taught her how to love um and like love like you know all of you like loving me in a moment where I think like I'm a monster or think all these terrible things is just, it's just um, remarkable. Um, and that like light that you shine and that just kind of comes out of you 
it really helps me. And I know I'm not like alone in this um, to just trust and just be happy and just to be here um, and to pay it forward. Um, and not just like to fellows, but just to like be nice to the grocery store person. Um, so yeah, I just, um, and I didn't know you were 72. I like, I'm amazed. Um, you look great and don't seem to be. <laughs> so, um, I'm just very grateful, um, for you and this, um, and your share and your willingness, um, and your light. Um, and I passed. Thank you, Francesca. Okay, Liz, you're up. Hi, Liz, compulsive overeater. Oh, Leslie, you bounced around again. Where are you? Oh, there you are. Hi, Leslie. Thank you so much. Um, wow. You're, I don't think I've heard you share before, but I have heard you talk because you've taken my calls and you're just like this sage. <laughs> you just get the program, you get it. And, you know, it's so overwhelming to me, but you make it seem simple. Um, and like the last share, I never heard that also about the 30, 60, 90, six month, nine month year. And um, I'm wondering if I could ask you a question, like, is there, some kind of link like could you speak more about that because I know like when I've done diets in the past I always got to my goal and that goal was actually the point where I turned around and went way back the other way because it was like this I was just working towards it and, and so yeah so I don't can you talk about that the phenomenon craving at those milestones thank you well I hope I can be brief thank you Liz um it to me it's about the mental twist because the phenomenon of craving is physiological at these times, but it's not, I think what we've learned, we've learned so much more um, since this was written that um, I believe that I have the addictive substances out of my system. So I'm not being triggered by the substance I'm being triggered by the ism. It's not a wasm, it's an ism. And it lives in me every day. Whether I am, uh, you know, um, recovering or recovered or what I'm doing, I am still a compulsive overeater no matter what. Otherwise, I could just eat like a normal person, but I can't. So I, I'd love to talk to you about it, Liz, and you could call me or you know, we'll reach out to each other because um, it's just too much information to go very deep right now because I really want to make sure that I don't monopolize tonight. But I do have thoughts about it. It is powerful for me. And it has catapulted me into this next dimension that I'm living in today because I'm not just worrying about the next compulsive bite. I'm worrying about the thought it's the, the, I'm not responsible for the first thought. I'm responsible for the second thought. And the second thought is the one that takes me out. The first thought is just about, oh, that looks good. I'd love to have that. The second thought is how can I have that? I am responsible for the second thought. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Liz. 
Okay, and next up we have Lisa N. Go ahead, Lisa. Hey, Lisa Compulsive Arbor Eater in Georgia. Oh, Leslie. Um, so without cross-talking, um, I, a vision for you has so many promises in it and just talking about the host of friends and we are sure you will not want to miss. Um, and the people that I have gotten to know over the years of being in various 12-step programs, but most recently um, a phone call that, that you had taken and um, just the love and compassion and understanding and patience that I received um, with no strings attached. You know, there's no strings attached. And, um, and I know that you were one of several who at the time I'm still having so many problems with um, my youngest son. And so many people would listen to me and, and, and they'd, they'd say, Lisa, you know, the best thing, the most important thing you can do for him right now is to recover, recover, recover. And I would just that encouragement. And as the hours have turned into days and the days into weeks and now the weeks into months, um, I totally um, see that and it's happening. And I'm so grateful for that. But I just I love everything that you shared. And um, like I said, there's just so many beautiful promises and a vision for you. And I used to think that can't happen for me, you know, um, but it has and it continues to. So I'm very grateful. Thanks. Thank you, Lisa. Um, and now we're going to just stop the recording um, for unrecorded questions or share. So Kaylee, could you stop the recording? Thank you.